Okay. <laughs> Before we get started, Steve, you have a pen hanging out your ear like a chemistry teacher in high school. Yeah. I was writing questions, you dipshit. I prepare. <laughs> oh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Gentleman Shoujo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> to my left, Gary Cannon from Detroit, Michigan. Also to my left, joining us from the dollop, right? That's the name of it? Yes. The lollipop. I'm sorry? <laughs> I, I, I got it wrong. The Dolly Pop. The Dolly Podcast. And oh. point versus point. Point counterpoint. Point versus point. You had point it. Versus Don't point, but it's counterpoint kind of. You're a fan. You could explain it. Gareth Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and the only man on all things comedy without heat in his apartment. Gareth Reynolds. <laughs> By choice. By choice. Absolutely. Why did you almost spit water out when this song came out? I, I was <laughs> what an amazing start that would have been. I don't know what happened. I just, I almost did. Uh. <laughs> but we are back. Is Gareth now a regular to our roundtable? I mean... He's been great. Well... <laughs> it's nice to work with somebody who contributes, is funny. Yeah. Are you leaving? <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of curious what the new dynamic was going to be. Okay. We're excited. We're back. Back live. This weekend, of. we'll be at the Irvine Improv. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. three of us, actually. With and, uh, another buddy. And J.F. Harris. Who's awesome. Yeah. That'll be a fun weekend. Big room. Tiny crowds. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Steven. What? Well, it's good to see you. It's good to be back in studio. Last weekend, I was in New York, so I called in. How was yeah. Conan? A blast. You you were at the Apollo. Yes. Conan O'Brien taped. I, I have to say, last week in New York was probably one of my favorite We are so ever. excited about our guest today. I haven't finished yet, Steve. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so when I was... Uh, in New York, like I was saying. Um, I mean, you, you're from New York. What You know the, that city in and out. What's your favorite open mic out there? Okay. Hello. All right. All right. <laughs> Why, which one did you have trouble getting on? I didn't. I was working at Paid Spots. Yeah. Paid Spots. The Steve. Apollo, 15 minutes a night, and then you went to Jake's Saloon and blew it all. <laughs> I saw your post. J Jake's was having great uh, happy hour specials. It was only uh, $9 for a Bud Light. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I love that place. Oh, you got to get, yeah. get there for that. You got to get but it's, honestly, how was it? It was great. We did a week of shows at the Apollo, which was just a blast, mm -hmm. and then did two nights at Gotham back-to-back. -back. First one was for Axis TV, which will air next year, which I did it with Cheech and Chong. I mean, oh, right. crossed that off the bucket list. It was That's so great. much fun. Next night, our good buddy Joe DeRosa did a show with him. Love him. And then Friday, I got to cross a little item off my bucket list. I got to do the uh, Howard Stern, not the real show, but the wrap-up show. With John Hine. How, how is this and, happening uh, to Gary? How are all Dr. these amazing? Listen, listen to him. He performed at the Apollo last week. Yes. He taped a TV spot and he was on a Howard Stern show. Yeah. All in five days. It was great. I, I just, what, what did you He has 12 minutes of material. What did you do last <laughs> week? He has 12 minutes. The good news is we were in Calgary. Yeah. Yes, we were living <laughs> it up. How was that? Did they, yeah. uh, how did they react to your white t shirt, Fonzie? Uh, real, real, uh, listen, uh, listen, I dressed up. I, know, I okay. can imagine. I dressed up. Sure, a different color t-shirt. Yeah, you yeah. shaved. I shaved. I shaved. Oh. Wow. Yeah. How was Calgary, boys? How was it? It was fun. great. It was? It was fun, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, I'll call the manager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get the final numbers okay. report. Well, I love the I know our... our We're, I'm excited we about We have a call one. in, by the way. Yes. But this, I am... It's, I think, every now and then a documentary comes along that is so kind of crazy i think once it catches wind everybody starts like did you see this movie yeah it's yeah. so nuts and it's called tickled and gareth actually introduced me to this because why don't you explain how you got involved and then we'll explain our guest is calling in right who is the protagonist slash director slash yes. the focus you sort of the your focal eyes point your of eyes it. into the world yeah so. <laughs> 
Uh, well, basically, I have a podcast uh, that Gary has no respect for called The Dollop. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, it's basically uh, about American history, but the idea is that Dave Anthony will just kind of explain a story to me. Mm-hmm. And so for our third episode, he came in and he'd read this story that the director, David Ferrier, who's calling in, had written, which was sort of about this insane uh, competitive tickling thing right. that he just sort of stumbled on. But and David, I'm sure he'll tell you. Can I jump in? David yeah. is a reporter, a newspaper reporter from yeah, New, New Zealand, Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. So who does a, a lot of pop culture stuff, mm-hmm. interviews a lot of just kind of weird, obscene, just he's crazy really, kind of he's people. He's a really funny guy. Yes. He's like, he does really funny. But he, so he sort of learns about this this world, uh, and we did a podcast on it. And then through that, we he was actually, after he'd written that article, he was shooting a documentary, and he reached out to us, and he was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm actually turning this all into a documentary. I'd love to interview you guys and, like, uh, and, you know, we ended up doing, like, commentary on the DVD and stuff. But it, it really is, it's just, we sort of, link, our paths crossed, and then I sort of got into this world, and he was sort of telling us stuff as he was making it that sounded insane. But when you see it, you really are just, like, it's one of those documentaries that I just don't know if there'll ever be anything kind of like it. I, I went yeah. into it, you, you told me to watch it, Steve, and I, I went into it not knowing what it was. I just pulled it up. Didn't see any information about Your it. Your pants were probably down when you heard the title. <laughs> Dirty little man. And then, uh, don't yell at me because the Packers lost. Uh, <laughs> what do the Packers and the Lollipop have in common? Both losers. Listen, guys. Lollipop. Nothing. That was horrible. That was terrible. That was a bad joke. Listen, guys. I'm, I'm laughing out of sadness. No, but what I'm saying is I you didn't. You were in the Apollo for I a didn't, week. I didn't notice and made probably triple than you did up in Calgary. <laughs> Listen. Gary, you too, Burn. Now listen, <laughs> listen, listen to me, Burn. <laughs> no, what? Listen to me. This guy won't call in. Uh, <laughs> guaranteed. Um, so I didn't know anything about the movie. I pulled it up, right, and then I, I texted you. I was like, "Is this the movie about the tickling competition?" Like, yeah. I, I didn't think that it would be something to that degree. I had no idea, but it was called Tickled, you know. And basically, the idea is that there's these these competitions, I guess. For people around, but 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 and David obviously will explain it more. But I knew immediately when I saw the little bit about the casting notice, uh-huh. and the casting notice said looking for these good-looking guys. Well, you'd right? probably responded to one of these ads before. No response. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said I could tickle myself uh, under all the flaps and folds. <laughs> so no, but but what was funny is you just ruined someone's ham sandwich. <laughs> I don't think he's calling. But what I'm going to say is I didn't know. And then you see all of these good-looking guys, these athletes, young athletes that are participating in this casting audition. And then they're offering them money to fly out to L.A., a per diem, the flight, a hotel. And I was like, oh, holy shit. There's got to be something more to it than just this tickle competition. There, there's, there's more to it than just six guys being strapped into handcuffs than just it, tickling each other for fun. By the way, how many times did you watch the first 30 minutes – on your side. Have you fight. gotten past like, the first 30? Yeah, you just kept rewinding to go back to watch yeah. the guys. I didn't get past the FBI warning. <laughs> <laughs> Squirt. But I think that's More always emotion. like. <laughs> that's always the best. The best documentaries start off with the director intending. Oh, you want to introduce him? Uh, sure. You work with him. Yeah, well, this is uh, this is the director of the amazing documentary that's just been released <laughs> in the United States. Tickled, David Ferrier. Hey, David. David. 
Hey, guys. How's it Thank going? You. Thank you. Wow. Such a lovely introduction. So yeah. much for calling in. We are, I think, all three of us, actually, just being comedians, we... <laughs> all, all are huge documentary fans, and then the, when this came down the pike, Gareth recommended it to me. I told Gary about it right away. We told all our friends, and we're trying to get the word. I mean, this is it's just amazing. an absolutely incredible documentary, and we were just talking about something. You as the director, I think most of the great documentaries start off with the director intending to make one film, yeah. and, and once immersed in the world, it spirals out of control, and the film becomes something totally different. Yeah, that's so true, and I guess it's something that, in theory, um, I knew about, but then, you know, when this tickling thing came up, I just sort of thought, you know, this is crazy, and (laughs) this is what the story is, and then, you know, it it progressed in a way that I never could have imagined, and so, no, it's completely true, you know, I think if you end up with a documentary that you set out to make, you know, something's probably gone wrong, and it's probably not going to be a very good film. So, initially, though, you're in New Zealand, you're doing all these pop culture stories, and you come across these competitive tickling competitions, which seems lighthearted, a sure. fun piece, let's get into the world. When Different. you decided, yeah, when you decided to make a documentary, did you have some inkling as to the world you were going to enter and what it could possibly become, or were you just kind of like, this will be fun? No, there was, there was a tiny inkling. I mean, you watch these videos, and it's you know, <laughs> athletic young men, um, and they're in Adidas sportswear. Um, and you know the Adidas which I'm sure Adidas is very, very proud of. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. proud. They're stoked about it all. They're so so happy. Yeah. Um, but you know, I thought you know it gave it some sort of legitimacy. So I thought it was it was someone or, or a bunch of people with a lot of money that wanted to see these young guys tickle each other. I thought it probably was there was a sexual element to it because you can't watch two you know a guy being strapped down on a bed. And another guy tickling him without thinking there's some sort of sexual element. I don't know, Gary. How did you feel when you saw it? <laughs> I never made it past the first seven minutes. <laughs> no, it was funny listening. Like it's funny listening to people talking about it because I was blogging about it, and then you know other people started discussing it, and it was so interesting in the early days, sort of hearing people's theories about, you know, what they thought this thing could be, and you know, most people did think there was something, you know, there was something off about it. There was something strange. Yeah. And, you know, I think everyone, everyone realized that, like, straight off the bat. And when you're, you're initially delving in, into, this, into this world, this underground kind of tickling com- competitive world. Which is what's so amazing about the documentary is you can't, you can almost, you can't seriously sometimes say that. You can't. Because it is, it becomes so serious, but when you actually say that it's, it's tickling. Well, that's that, the great thing, David, about your trailer. I think the trailer really does justice by the film itself because what starts off as this lighthearted kind of like, this is going to be ridiculous. All right, I'll I'll spend an hour and a half (laughs) watching this bullshit. Look at these goofs. Yeah. And then it just turns. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And when, when you're initially delving into this world and you're reaching out to people to kind of talk about it as anybody would, I think that's the first thing you do is talk Mm. to the competitors. Is that when you're like, oh, I think we're onto something here. (laughs) Yeah, it was. You know, we started, and the the thing that sort of that, that made us realize there was something going on is that no one would talk to us. You know, we were, we were trying to reach out, saying, you know, you took part in this tickling competition. What was it like? And everyone was like instantly very scared and very paranoid. And so that made us sort of go, okay, there's something weird here, because if there's like a legitimate tickling competition, 
You're going to want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's hilarious. Like, why would you not talk about it? <laughs> yeah, you clearly have a sense <laughs> like, of humor about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you've signed up to, like, go to Los Angeles and tickle. <laughs> so, like, why not talk about that? But everyone, like, instantly just shut down. And so, yeah, uh, at that point, we definitely thought something was up. And then when you get that, when you when you actually start to try to get some answers, the, the response you get from the, the actual place <laughs> you reach out to is so insane. That that's sort of oh yeah. I mean that, that that's really honest. when you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, because on? I do. I, I oh, yeah, totally. Because I mean, we that was on that public Facebook wall. Yeah. And I just, you know, I wrote on there saying, you know, can I do an interview? On and they Facebook. Were just like, we're not going to talk to a gay journalist. Was their right. response? Yeah. And it's like, what the like? This is a sickling competition with like yeah. only men. Like, yeah. what is what is happening? And I just I just did not know. Honestly, I was so confused. At that point, I just didn't know what was going on. It is crazy too, David, because when I first started watching the movie and you just see how powerful the attorneys are for this tickling But let's keep the sanctity because for anybody yeah. that hasn't seen it, I don't want it to ruin anything, journey. so let's let's keep this spoiler free. I was just going to say, I was, where, I was worried about actually talking to David because <laughs> I was worried that we would be in trouble legally just based on everybody else that was so worried to talk to him. Well, I mean, that that's, I, I mean, that's, David, you, I mean, I guess you can't even reveal it, but there is so much aftermath after this documentary too. It's almost like, there is, yeah, uh, I mean, there's it, a code to this. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know? Like there's an informal, I mean, kind of, there is kind of an informal sequel floating around online. Just yeah. Like stuff that's happened since the film. And I mean, I, I think we're all trying to decide what to do with all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. and the stuff that isn't on the internet that we'd love to share. Um, but, you know, after the film came out, I mean, it, it's, the company has just kept up its absolute insane um, ramblings against the film. And, you know, it involved, you know, there are lawyers involved. And, yeah. And that's, that's, you know, it's not all laughs, but no, no, no. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. At some point, you kind of have to laugh, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and you, I mean, you at making this too, you must have been very stressed out at times. I mean, because you these, know, <laughs> these are these are real. You are really you are really onto something. Yeah. Once and, the legalities and, come into play, yeah. you realize, oh, I gotta. I gotta get a lawyer. I gotta yeah. pay for a lawyer. I'm just trying to make a fun, lighthearted you documentary. You literally just found something about tickling, and now you're like, I need a lawyer. What? <laughs> yeah. The, what world is yeah. this? Yeah, it's, it's that thinking feeling when you do realize that you're going to have to hire a lawyer. Yeah. Suddenly you just go, Oh God, you know, this money I was investing in, in equipment and edit time and everything. Suddenly that has to go to a lawyer, and you, your heart does sink because that's yeah. something. Most things in life you can kind of deal with on your own. Like even if like a. Uh, something goes wrong in your house, like uh, the the something's wrong with the power. You like you turn off the, the the box and stuff, and everything's fine. But when there's legal stuff, like you can't deal with that on your own, and you have to hire someone. Yeah, and I, that's so annoying. Yeah, <laughs> it's just annoying. It's yeah, just such an annoying feeling. And there was so much of that. And David, going there on. there was a part of it too where you were kind of done with it. I mean, you were kind of done, like pushing forward. And and your yeah, partner Dylan yeah. kind of wanted to keep moving with it. Are you yeah, glad Dylan, that he made that decision? By the way. Oh, no, 100%. You know, I'm so glad Dylan was involved because, I mean, he came into this thing super organically. We were just like friends on Twitter and Facebook, and he saw this crazy shit that was going on and just was like, this is interesting. And we started messing each other about it. And he was really... I didn't you know, even was, realize that. He, that's he got really that. into it. And um, it was great because when either of us was panicking, we could go to the other for a bit of like, just a bit of reality and just a bit of talk. So when I was panicking, he was like, no, let's stop this. Let's just keep going and see what happens. And so Dylan was like 
so vital to this whole thing. When you guys get stressed, you tickle each other just to blow off some steam. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 You've got to immerse yourself into the world if you're yeah, you got to <laughs> play, play my favorite game, boner or no boner. Okay, okay Gary. <laughs> Gary. Uh, how about how about good question or bad question? You're good at that. <laughs> David, um, I would like to ask you, as you're going along, because without giving too much away, there is, because mm. uh, I want people to see this. I think it's important that people, yeah, I, it's totally. so entertaining. But there is this, there is this uh, invisible entity that is looming over mm. the film. And as you're going along as a, as a filmmaker, as a director, and also the person of interest, you're a protagonist in the film, how kind of scary or like suspenseful is it for you as you're going along unlocking this mystery and then also as a filmmaker going are we making a good film or is this just going to blow up in our face yeah no there was there was definitely a balancing act of that because when you're in the moment and all the stuff's happening to you i mean it can be very you know you think in, in the moment it's really interesting and stressful and crazy and has all those beats and emotions but like whether you can get that across in the actual film is like a whole other a whole other thing so like we went in very specifically sort of with what we wanted to find out we went with that that checklist we pretty much lived very much in the moment day to day of what was going on and just you know our dp dom is just amazing at capturing things as they happen and he was great and then we separated the stress of actually making the thing till afterwards you know so we just tried to do the best job we could. We knew we had to get to certain answers. We had to get to certain people. And as long as we got there, then we figured we'd have a film at the end. And we were just very lucky that we did. Like, we, we had a great team. We had a great editor um, and just, like, good people around us, an amazing producer. And we all had the same goal. And I think we just very fortunately got to having, I think, a film that's that, that, that I'm really proud of. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of great moments in this film where you have to almost realize that you're you're capturing something over your personal uncomfortability in the moment <laughs> yeah. you know where you're you almost have to fall on the sword i mean there are a few times where you you have to do something that is very scary but you put your head down yeah. and you go and you, you right you go do it you plow into it and because i think you without know. without giving away but to 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 you know associate this yeah. question with that and not give anything away there is a moment where you go to a shoot where you go yeah. to a tickling shoot and mm. it is suspenseful. It is kind of scary. You don't know what's going to happen. What again? You put yourself in that situation quite a few times in this film. And w w is there a moment where you're just like, I was, I was interviewing a goat lady six months ago. How the fuck did I end up here? You know, so, and I think maybe in a way that helped because I was kind of naive about it all. You yeah. know, I hadn't had any experience um, talking to people that didn't want to be talked to, and like had hired lawyers to tell me not to talk to them. So. I think Dylan and I were both kind of a bit naive and we just sort of like, oh, you know, let's give this a go. You know, uh, maybe if we'd had a lot of experience doing it, we would have thought twice. But it just seemed like, I mean, we sort of knew we had to do it and yeah. we'd all sort of egg each other on. Um, you know, there were, those stakeouts, there's a few stakeouts in the film. And <laughs> I, mean, we yeah, I mean, again, it's days, tickling like, and he's saying stakeouts. For some of them to like amp ourselves up. Days. Yeah. I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, you don't think about that. You think of stakeout, no. like it's a couple of hours in a car. But if you're in a car, literally all day for like three days in a row what did you you're, do you're what? wanting to get one thing oh at one point like we ordered pizza to the car because we were like we got to like eat <laughs> yeah so we did like a takeout to the car that was pretty but i mean otherwise you just you just talk you're just and, talking like, 
you're just talking, you're talking for 12 hours at a time, basically. <laughs> but David, what did your employer think of this whole thing? Because obviously the, the stories that you'd done in the past were very just kind of quick one-offs and, you know, you were able to get back and still do your job. But I mean, now you're pitching this to them and you're going to be gone for an extended stretch of time. So like, what, what was their thought process to this whole thing of you leaving and, you know, going out and capturing this story? Yeah, no, I was really lucky because I had the best boss in the world and he would let me, if, if, if anything came up in my life that I needed unpaid leave for, he would just let me have it. So they were kind of, they were really supportive. I mean, interestingly enough, my whole newsroom in New Zealand, all those people that helped me have pretty much been wiped out because we got this insane CEO who came in and basically like fired everyone. <laughs> and so oh, all those amazing, like my newsroom is like this pile of ashes at the moment. So it was like perfect timing in a way because I could, kind of get away from it and do this thing and I was just fortunate that my boss was really kind and was like yeah this is interesting David like it's quite weird but yeah. you know go and have a go and have a poke around and please be careful yeah you're like I'm I'm making spotlight but with tickling <laughs> yeah I mean it was hard to explain, but I mean my station got legal threats you know so yeah, like they I'm were sure. right early on you know they, they weren't used to getting um, legal threats over stories I was doing so I think they were kind of cautious and intrigued but you know gave their blessing and i went off and and did it well david <laughs> you know the the trailer is just so amazing and so when when i saw it i talked to my wife the next day i'm like you got to see this movie and she's like what's it about i'm like ah, i <laughs> just sit down yeah, baby it's, it's better to not it's, know it's yeah. harder to describe <laughs> yeah. like to to the listeners look we're going to post the trailer because the trailer does the best justice when you're out there in the world pitching this film, what is your pitch? What is your two to three sentence pitch on what this crazy I mean, fucking great film is? It's just, it boiled down to like the first five minutes of the film where it's like, I, I found this tickling competition where, you know, young men are paid thousands of dollars and like flow into Los Angeles to get tickled. <laughs> but when they, but when they stop tickling or they, you know, they, they stop taking part in the competition, their lives are kind of ruined by this, you know, fucking weird entity mm -hmm. that that just sort of sets out to completely ruin them, and you know, and I'm sort of involved in this this whole story myself. So that's kind of how I explain it. But it's there's so many elements to it. I mean, what what's kind of difficult selling the film is like people. Some people think it's just like a film about tickling fetish, right? And you know, you don't really want to go into a cinema or like download this thing on iTunes. It's like an hour and a half about a fetish, but like it's not about that at all. It's about this whole crazy system of money and lawyers that's been set up about something quite different. So that's the main thing like I try and tell people. It's not just about tickling. One of my favorite lines in the movie was that you said all across the world there are tickle cells set up. And I was just like, I was <laughs> yeah, like tickle, tickle cells. cells. I was like, tickle cells. I was like, oh, we're worried about ISIS. I, I think we should Well, the drones about... will take care of the tickle cells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, are like, there are like five words that I love out of this film. And one of them, you know, one, one phrase is competitive endurance tickling. Yeah. I find that hilarious. <laughs> and the other, is, the other is tickle cells. Tickle cells. And it's like, just the fact that these terms exist, like, blow my mind. I, I just picture David when he's going to pitch the movie. He goes into these executives to the movie companies and he starts tickling them and asks, huh? amusing or arousing? <laughs> That's his pitch line. Gary. <laughs> Thank you, David. It's the, best, it's the best game since Boner, not Boner. <laughs> Well, but, but David, I just I, I the one thing that was was interesting to me too is you know and again it's it's very hard to talk about it because we don't want to give it away we want people to see it but like I love that you were saying these tickling competitions targeted a lot of 
areas in need of of jobs and money, um, like for example, yeah. Muskegon, Michigan, which is you know I'm from Michigan, and you know had I known years Gary ago, was doing it for the, free all yeah. these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary was doing it for slices of pie. <laughs> I was involved in the first father son combination <laughs> <laughs> for free. So, but 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 no, it was interesting because <laughs> we could have started this. Um, but it was it was interesting to see that these competitions took place or focused, you know, a lot of recruitment in some of those areas where, you know, people needed money, people needed jobs. It was, you know, in Muskegon, I didn't realize, you know, what kind of a uh, a deprived community that was. And that was why people mm. would go there and they could make money very quickly. Mm. No, that's exactly it. I mean, you know, the, the film, you know, when this whole thing started, you know, that these shoots, these sunny glamorous shoots were taking place in Los Angeles. And I was like, okay, this makes sense. LA is kind of crazy. And of course, that's where they have a tickling competition. But mm-hmm. yeah, pretty soon we found like the, like the precursor to that main competition is all these little tickle cells in towns that don't have any money. And it's a part of America that I hadn't really seen a lot of. You know, I've spent some time in, you know, New York and LA and all these quite, you know, fairly affluent, you know, places that are, you know you associate America with. But you know, some of these other places, um, it was a real eye opener because you know. Why wouldn't you, um, you know, get tickled by some other guy um, for a couple of thousand dollars on camera? Like, of course you'd do that. Totally. And so, you know, the are you asking me or telling me? me. No, he's telling the story, Gary. Shut up. <laughs> so, um, you know, of course you're going to do that, and you know, and and that's why these poor communities were targeted, which I found pretty abhorrent. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's certainly a sign of, I mean, if. if you know, if it wasn't inequality and homophobia, like none of the things in this film would would you know would happen, would be able to take place. Yeah, David, so what true. are the chances you guys are going to have a follow up doc or piece on this? On Retick. This yeah, I mean, we're, I... we're we're figuring it out. I mean, we've been filming as we go. I mean, a lot of the kind of crazier people from the film had been showing up at screenings when we were showing it in theaters earlier in the year, and. You know, we've got all that on tape, and, you know, there's there's things going on behind the scenes that we're recording. I mean, our Dropbox folder is just full of – it's insane. Like, it's just full of stuff. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think after, you know, in the in the new year, we're just going to assess what we do with all that. Um, there's a lot of people that want more. Um, if you watch the film, it's pretty obvious kind of where things go and, and what other questions you might want answered. So, I don't know, hopefully we can – at some point we can answer some of those questions somehow. Follow-up, yeah. maybe wedgies? Wedgies, <laughs> noogies, it's sort of like swirlies. Like, I, like, okay. I love the idea of having, because this was in Sundance, we had like tickled and everyone was like, okay, that's a bit of a joke. And then I love the idea of having like tickled two in Sundance. Yeah, two Because it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> also, just like a sequel to a documentary is so rare and it's just very funny to me as well. But so it, I, it's I quite a, like that concept. The prequel, tickle, just regular tickle. <laughs> Okay, but at least I'm throwing <laughs> shit out there, guys. It, 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 it really, and you do mean shit. Uh, it really, it it really is though. There is like there is more to this story, and and I mean, yeah. you guys have been sort of living this in real time. It it just is insane that this all this whole thing that you've gone on this mission just starts from finding out about tickling. Yeah. It's just insane. And that's what I, whenever people are like, what is it? I'm just like, it's hard to pitch, but you're just like, watch it. It's unlike anything it. I've ever seen. Yeah. In, a great, in a great guys, way. Both you guys get this because, I mean, you, you both enjoy like going down rabbit holes. Like you, you're on the internet and you think, oh, that's, that thing's a bit weird. And sometimes you dive in and sometimes you don't. And it makes, yeah. it makes you wonder about all those little, weird little things you see on the internet that you don't dive into yeah. and like how many of these tickled worlds there are out there. Like it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Well, I do want to ask you, David, because you did so many interesting stories prior to this one, 
after having done this and seen the success of this, has there been a story that you had done in the past that made you think that might be a world of interest I might go back to? Yeah, there's a, there's a few things that I'm kind of poking around at. I mean, it's pretty rare to find a story that goes this deep and this crazy. Um, but now there, there are a couple that I'm looking a little bit further into. Also sort of based around, you know, they're all based online. They're kind of worlds that have been that have been raised online with people drawn into it for reasons that are probably different to what they think. So there's, I know that's very vague, but, you know, there are a couple of things that I'm looking into. That's a great angle, though. I mean, the, the idea that if you, I mean, if you really are trying to sort of unearth these weird things that we should know about that we probably just scroll by, yeah. you know, and sort of give us an eye into that world. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah, is, totally. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, you just stop and take the time to dive in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Dylan, Dylan was the same who I made this with. I mean, he's he, he spends a lot of time online as well, and we, we both of us just like poking a little bit deeper into things. And Dylan in the documentary wears a T-shirt, uh, wears a shirt that is hot dogs <laughs> as uh, bald eagles, and I got such a <laughs> kick out of it that I was given one of them. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, Dylan, yeah, Dylan um, has a pretty great T-shirt collection, <laughs> and some of those are in the film. That's like a little bonus feature. Yeah, for yeah. Well, David, oh, go ahead, Gary. I was just going to ask quickly, uh, in, in terms of raising money for the movie, you, did you do a Kickstarter for that, David? Yeah, it started as a Kickstarter um, a couple of years ago now. And a did Kickstarter? You, yeah, and did you get more than what you were looking for? Or what, how yeah, did... yeah, I think we were going for 25000 to start with, and I think we got up to about 30000 Oh, so wow. People seemed really keen to to get on board. And I mean, Kickstarter is cool because I mean, you've instantly got this community of people that really want to see you finish. And so yeah, Kickstarter was, um, Kickstarter was great. That's awesome. That is. I know that Steve's putting a Kickstarter together too, but it's to pay his rent. Oh boy. Um, but David, <laughs> nothing, David, don't, don't. <laughs> David, we know you're in Los Angeles. You're busy running around, promote this film. Uh, where can folks that are listening, find the film? I saw it on iTunes. Yeah, any sort of digital medium. I mean, it's on Amazon, it's on iTunes, it's on all those weird services you have here that we don't have in New Zealand. Um, so, <laughs> because you guys you don't have the internet yet. Yeah, we don't have the net yet. We're still yeah. waiting for it. That's why this film took so long to make. We're still on dial-up. <laughs> but it's like, if you, um, if you just go to tickledmovie.com, um, it'll, it'll show you where you can watch this thing. And yeah, it's, it's, if you watch it, it's great because... You know, it, it cost a fit. You know, it, co- it took a lot to make it, and it's nice if people actually, you know, buy it. And you know, that that really helps us. So that that's awesome. It's 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 amazing. I know that when we sat down to watch it, no idea what to expect. None. My wife and I absolutely loved it. And you know, as a documentary fan, it easily was one of the best I've seen in a long time. Yeah, so I, really I can't yeah. promote this thing enough. I mean, it was so good, David. So I mean, good. absolutely loved it. Oh, thank you. And you know, anyone that does watch it that's listening, you know. Me and Dylan are on Twitter like way too much, so our handle's <laughs> Tickled Movie. And if you've got any questions, just like hit us up there, and we're more than happy to also answer any mystery questions. It's worth going to uh, David's Instagram to see the video. I think I laughed the hardest at on Instagram <laughs> when, without any context, a a goat a goat is just ramming you, ramming <laughs> yeah, your feet. It's a really fat sheep. It's a pet sheep that I have in New Zealand. It's a sheep that um, just it's, it's a sheep just to keep up with all those New Zealand stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah you're not getting crazy. too big. If it sees a foot, if it sees a foot, it just attacks it <laughs> and it takes this big run up and just slams into your foot. So is, I tried to document that. Uh, that's your next documentary. Well, David, I, I cannot thank you enough for not only your time, but also for the film. I think every once in a few years, a film comes around that just 
kind of sucker punches you in the face where you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? I got to talk about <laughs> yeah. this. And you got to ask your friends, did you see this? And you got to tell your friends you saw this. And you got to fr- tell your friends to go see it. So that's what we're trying to do here today. Thank you so much for your time. Cannot thank you enough, David Ferrier. Thank you, David. No, no, thanks, thanks for watching the film, you guys. Super appreciate it. And um, yeah, talk soon. All right, talk Absolutely, soon, buddy. Thank thanks, you, bye. David. Yeah. Bye. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was that just such was... a... It, by the way, it was so funny. David was talking about those small town kind of uh, the little cells that they have. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the tickle cells. It was funny because my wife and I were watching, and she's from a really small town in Michigan. And when we saw it in L.A., the big tickle cell, I said, there's no chance that we're going to see your town in this movie. And then all of a sudden, they show, like, Muskegon. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, these are all over the place. And like David was saying, you know, they went everywhere. You yeah. would expect them in L.A. and New York, obviously. Yeah. But just to see them in these small little towns were just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it was important to not give away what happens in the film. Right. Because oh, yeah. it's part of what makes the film so great is just what the fuck is going on. It's so, also one of those films that you want to watch again. You want it, yeah. you know, it's, there are, which it doesn't happen a lot with documentaries, but, you know, a, a movie a movie that takes you on a weird ride, you will watch again to sort of go in with the knowledge you now have and have a sort of different experience. And I think this is one of those too, you know. Watch the movie. Yeah. You will not. We all like it. It's fucking <laughs> unbelievable. Um, Our thanks again to David Ferrier. That was well, fantastic. Well, I came across something on Facebook I do want to read real quick. All right. Oh, this is great. So every now and then a Facebook feed, you'll see something. This is time. Is this that review of me from Gigmasters? <laughs> oh, God. Gary, nothing. This beat, made me laugh just as hard. You beat the shit out of that thing. <laughs> I'm one and done. I like to just mention it and keep moving. Yeah, I would I too like if, to if, I, if I was the, <laughs> the scorn of Gigmasters. Yeah. So this is. I don't like to recycle. This is a guy who was in. Gareth, do you want to read this? Oh, brother. Sure. This, this was a me. guy who was in England, I believe, and was bored. And he met some guys at a bar uh-huh. and went to the hottest nightclub in town yep. and wrote a Yelp review on it. So this is on Yelp. <laughs> so this is this is on Yelp, and Gareth okay. will read the review. All, All right. right. Is he English? No, I, okay. I believe he's an American tourist, and he's even, in town. Even, even better. <laughs> okay. Okay. Please excuse the long review, but I'm going to share with you my experience at Bergheim. I was in Berlin a couple weeks ago, and I was sitting at my hotel bar. I started chap- chatting with a couple of guys from London. They seemed normal and told me they were getting ready to head to the world's coolest nightclub. <laughs> I figure it's Saturday night. What the hell? So I asked them if I could tag along. They said, no problem. One of them informs me that I probably should change clothes because this place is hard to get into, but they had a connection. They recommended that I go change into black, simple clothes. No buttons on the shirts, no hoodies. And they said if I had a black scarf, that would be awesome. Said the guy at the door loves scarves and black clothes. So I go change, I come back down to the lobby, we hail a cab, and we are now off to this place called Bergheim. <laughs> Upon arriving, I see this super long line that's leading into what looks like a commercial building of some sort. I'd liken it to a warehouse. It's not inviting at all. The guys from London tell me we're going to cut in line. While we're standing there, they're looking for a spot to cut, I take out my phone to check Facebook. One of the London guys goes into a rage and starts cussing me out and grabs the phone yelling, Don't look at your phone! Don't use it! They won't let us in! Anyway, we get into the front of the line, and there's this creepy-looking older guy with earrings, face tats, spikes in his lips. Supposedly, he's some type of guru in the club scene. He's a weird guy, and yes, he had a scarf on. He looks me up and down, and then he waves us in using his pinky. Now things are about to get really weird. (laughs) 
Once inside, the music is blasting too loud. You could feel it in your chest. I thought the bass was gonna set my heart off rhythm. I tell the two guys from London, let's get a beer! They look at me like I'm crazy. They offer me these strange-looking little pills and I pass. No drugs for me. They pop them and they start making out. I'm not talking about a kiss or a peck. I'm talking about open-mouth tongue kissing. It was very aggressive, disturbing kissing. I didn't even know these dudes were gay! I look around with all three or four- there's three or four naked guys dancing with erection- with crazy erections. I decide to go get a beer and I tell myself, maybe I'm in the wrong part of the club. Maybe this is the gay section. Nope, the whole club is the gay section. <laughs> On the way to grab a beer. Way, that's all caps. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think I'm in the gay section. Nope, the, the whole bar is the gay section. Right. <laughs> On the way to grab a beer, I pass in disbelief a bearded guy butt-fucking the crap out of another bearded dude. Oh, we should tell people to not let their kids listen to this. <laughs> You could smell feces and sweat because oh. the lines like that. I take my eyes off that situation and it only gets worse. There's another guy, and I kid you not, he's got his arm almost to his elbow up another guy's <laughs> ass. I thought it was a magic trick or an illusion. It wasn't. The guy that's basically getting impaled is enjoying it. I saw one guy getting tag-teamed, parentheses, double penetration style, by two guys. I said, to hell with this. I'm out of here. As I'm leaving, I remember that one of the Londoners has my phone, so I need to go find him. Now, there are naked guys everywhere, sucking each other off, fisting each other. There's one dude riding another guy, cowgirl style, and yelling, Balls teeth! Balls teeth! I ask a dude next to me, what's the screaming? He informs me, Balls teeth is German for balls deep. The Nazi-looking dude comes up to me with a syringe, and he acts like he's going to stick it with me. I jump back, and I think he's beating the shit out of I jump back and think about beating the shit out of him, and he starts laughing and had very bad English, says, You want chemical to keep you make your high? As I'm saying no, a loud siren whistle starts blowing, and the whole club starts going bananas. I ask this guy who looks like a vampire, what the hell is that? Is there a fire, a terrorist or something? He does a weird giggle and says the sirens mean, It's slip and slide time! Hundreds of guys, the ones that are already naked, drop and the ones that aren't already naked drop their pants and start masturbating on the dance floor. Evidently, you're supposed to ejaculate on the floor and make it slippery. Then the guys go sliding through it. WTF? I look back and the vampire-looking dude. What the fuck? <laughs> I look back. This is on Yelp. I look back and the vampire-looking dude is jerking off in my direction. I throw a beer bottle at him and start hauling ass out of there. I run past one of the guys that seems to be injured and he's asking for help. I'm a pretty nice guy and I ask what happens. He bends over and you can see this silicone rubber-looking object barely protruding out of his butt. You could barely see it. He then explains that he had shoved a rubber arm with a fist up there and it was stuck. This guy thinks I'm gonna help him pull it out. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I finally get to the exit and I yell to the weirdo doorman, you sick bastard! <laughs> I hail a cab, I make it back to my hotel. That was my experience at, quote, the world's coolest nightclub. I can handle a lot of stuff, but this place was way over the top. I will not be back. <laughs> I Never. Will not be back. Gave him five stars. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering, wait, is there a response from the owner? <laughs> you know, sometimes they're like, sorry, your experience was unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Please call uh, our Here's some vouchers. Here's some vouchers for free office. syringe drugs. <laughs> I can't believe that he would go to that much detail. Well, I mean, you well, got to purge yourself of it in some way, I suppose. Well, that, that's why I love Sebastian's joke about Yelp. He's like, we'll be at a restaurant. He's like, salmon sucks. That's the review. He's like, I don't go home and write about it. Yeah. Like, this guy wrote a whole diatribe about his experience <laughs> yeah. at that place. That's the greatest.
Well, I can't think of a better way to end the dojo. Was comp to hotel. Never showed up for any of the activities to meet, access his audience. Wanted reimbursed for tuxedo, which he wasn't wearing. He wasn't wearing, Arrived no. immediately after scheduled to perform. His material was stale. stale. Nothing fresh. No. He was loud, obnoxious without being funny. Even his Botox jokes, it was a cosmetic surgery organization, were not funny. After about 15 minutes, the president of our foundation asked him to leave. He, he was left without incident. incident without incident. I would like to. He also to, hit the stage without incident. I would like to. I would like to get that lady on the phone. Maybe I could try to get oh, her on the phone. Oh, that you guys should absolutely we should try to do a follow up. A follow up. Yeah. Jane, I think was her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll try to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll try to. We'll try to follow uh, up with Jane. That would be great. Yeah. Well, we'd like to thank David Ferrier for calling absolutely. in. Absolutely. You've got to see this. Such doc. a great movie. Rarely do you come across. You, you tell your friend. You got to see. Oh this. my God. It was you got to see Tickled. Yeah. It's not about tickling. It's crazy. Yeah, no, no, no. It's much deeper than that. It was great. By the way, thank you to Gareth Reynolds. We love Gareth. Love him. Love thank him. Love him. He's we joining go. us we this go. weekend in Here Irvine. We Here we go. Not only as a performer, the but an audience member. The snake is coiling. Member. The snake is coiling. There he is. There an is. audience member as well. <laughs> so that's at least one person guaranteed. Okay. Thank you for listening, everybody, to the Gentleman's Dojo here at All Things Comedy. You can hit Steve up on his uh, Facebook page or his Twitter. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Dollop. Dollop at Reynolds Gareth on social media. I love the gentleman's dojo. Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. And then, Steve, I have a few more plugs. 